The book of Job chapter 3, and uh, I will eventually get to our Focus 52 scripture, but I, I want to start here tonight. Job chapter 3 and verse 25. I want to talk to you tonight about fear and unnecessary evil. Job said, the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come upon me. Look at verse 26. It says, I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet. Yet trouble came. Now, another translation of that said, I have no peace. I have no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. I'd like to tell somebody tonight that fear is your enemy. You can be seated. Someone said fear cannot exist in the presence of faith. Fear only exists because you feel that you're not in control. Give up the need to be in control. Take a leap in faith and fear will vanish as the mist of the morning sun. All through the day, we have the choice to believe that either God is in control and good things are in store for us, or we can walk around with the cloud hanging over our head, worried and negative and expecting the worst. I I hear people say things like, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my job. Or I'm afraid that this marriage is not going to last. Or I'm afraid about the future of my children. Or I'm afraid of my results. And what they do not realize is that they are surrounded by fear instead of faith. And very soon it will become a reality. I I want somebody to realize tonight that you are in the greatest hands of anyone that you could ever be in. There's nothing, nothing in your life that you need to be afraid of. You know what fear does? Fear gives the enemy permission to attack us. Let me say that again. Fear gives the enemy permission to attack us. I want to tell you a little story. There was a rich couple whose bedroom was in the first floor of their bungalow. And almost every other day, the wife, after getting into bed, would tell the husband to go and check downstairs. Maybe... There are some thieves 
around. And the husband eventually found out that the noises were made by the neighboring cats at their gate. But as a routine, he would go whenever his wife would ask him to check if there were any thieves in their home. It's been happening now for 30 years in their marriage. And one day as usual, the wife sent him down to check for thieves. When the husband went down, sure enough, there was a thief who pointed a gun at him. And the thief said, do not make a sound, just give me your valuables. He went and got the valuables and he gave them to the thief. The thief turned around, started to walk away, was about to run off, and the man said, wait, wait, don't leave yet. You can't leave yet. you got to come upstairs and meet my wife. And the thief asked, why? And the husband said, she's been expecting you for the last 30 years. There's some folks that are just waiting for the hammer to drop. Every day of their life, there's no light because the shadow of the cloud is hanging over their head. But I want to tell you tonight that fear is an unnecessary evil. Fear does not have to exist in the life of a child of God. Every one of us, every day, from time to time, fear pops up in our lives. So we need to know how to face fear. We, we live in a time in the world that the world is full of fear. In spite of all that God's people are not to live in fear. Somebody says, I have a lot of reasons to be afraid. I, I won't question that, but there are ways to deal with it. What, what is fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion, watch this now, caused by threat of danger, pain, harm, or a mistake. It's an uneasy feeling. It's a feeling of dread. It's a feeling of alarm going off within us. Warning us of something that's going to happen. It's a feeling of being threatened about something. So how is it that a believer lives in a fearful generation? How does a believer overcome fear? Isaiah told us about it in Isaiah 41 and 10. So do not fear. For I am with 
you. Be not dismayed. For, watch now, I am your God. I want to help somebody here right now. Fear is your enemy and God is your friend. And God says, don't be afraid because I'm about to come on the scene and I will strengthen you and I will help you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now watch this. All who rage against you, they that are incensed against you shall be ashamed and confounded. Let, let, let me help you with that. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Right, right, right. Come on. Now, let's, let me read the rest of it. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive with thee shall perish. Watch now. Let, let, let me read you this other translation. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Tell your neighbor, God's got you. Now, look at verse 12. Thou shalt seek them and shalt not find them, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. Watch this. Another translation. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. Listen, I want to help you tonight understand Quit spinning your wheels in fear of somebody beating you, overcoming you, defeating you in any way. God said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. You don't fear is your enemy and faith is your friend. If you'll just trust God, I know it feels overwhelming at times. I know it feels like you're not going to get through it. But I promise you, the Word of God says you will get through it by the hand of God. Thirteen. Watch this. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold... Thy right hand saying unto thee, Fear not, for I will help you. Let, let, me, let me help you just a little bit understand where fear came from. Fear came from sin or a lack of godly fear. Watch this. One passage of Scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes says how fear came. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13, this is, this is what it says. 
Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Now here's the issue. God has commanded you and me to fear God. But when we decide not to fear Him, when we decide to walk our own way, what happens? The consequence is fear in our individual lives. Because you see, if you fear God, you can have confidence that no matter what you face or you're going through, God said, I will be with you. You remember the first conversation Adam and God had after the fall? Adam said, what? I was afraid. Truth is, that has been the condition of man ever since the fall. Let's talk a minute about types of fear there's good fear that is the fear of God Proverbs 1 and 7 tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge but fools despise wisdom and instruction you see when the Bible says fear the Lord that means to acknowledge Him that means to Revere Him for who He is. To fear God doesn't mean to be terrified of God. But to respect God. It is a good fear. Now watch this. If you fear God and I fear God, I don't fear anything that happens around me. That's the kind of fear that all of you as Christians, as children of God should enjoy in life. Watch this. Psalm 76 and 7. It is you alone that are to be feared. And who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? The psalmist said there's only one thing that needs to be feared and that is the Lord. Proverbs 19 and 23. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life and he that hath it shall abide satisfied he, watch this. He shall not be visited with evil. Proverbs 22 and 4. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. I'd like to submit to you that fearing God pays off. 
Now, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get down where you are right here. If we fear anything other than God, we are deceived. God is the only person in the universe who is to be feared. Satan tries to twist godly fear in man by playing with his emotions and circumstances and put the negative kind of fear in people. Things like the fear of death, the fear of criticism, the fear of weakness being exposed, the fear of failure. But I rise tonight on this Wednesday night to tell you that Paul told Timothy, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He said, don't be afraid of those who kill the body that, but cannot kill the soul. But be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And then Isaiah said in chapter 8 and verse 12, do not fear what they fear. Let's read it. A confederacy... To all them whom this people shall say, a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. You know what that means? Everything that's driving the world to drinking and drugs and suicide and all kinds of addictions, uh, their fear is driving them into those things the Lord said, the Lord commanded us, don't you get caught up in that. Don't you get caught up in that confederacy of joining yourself to this world. Don't you fear what they fear. The only thing you need to fear is God. Now, one thing to know about fear that comes from hell is that it affects our emotions. That's why folks get so whacked out. God has made us emotional beings so that we could use it positively and enjoy life. So that we could love. So that we could enjoy happiness and peace. But the sad thing is, is that the devil uses fear to control our thoughts and manipulate our emotions. Remember, our emotional being is not just in our head. Our whole emotional makeup covers and affects our whole body. If you are emotionally hurt, you are physically hurt too. There's no way you can just be suffering in your emotions and separate it from peace. We need to take care of it. Our emotions affect our body. So we need to take care of what we think. Don't give the devil a foothold in your thinking that instills fear in your life. You know, I'm going to be a little transparent here. 
You know, as preachers, sometimes we, uh, we like for folks to believe that, that we are invulnerable. We don't want folks to think that anything can shake our confidence and that we've got everything under control. But let me be a little transparent with you. The enemy would like for you to believe that everywhere you go, there's folks running their mouth and saying things and doing things that are being critical of you. But I come to tell you tonight, I want to talk to every preacher right now in this building. I'm telling you, they can't hurt you. They can't do you any harm. God said, I've got you in my right, righteous hand, and I'll protect you. Let the enemy rage. Let the enemy say and do what it wants to do. But I've got this thing under control. Watch. This is so important. You need to get this right here. Proverbs 23 and 7. Watch what it says. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, saith he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Watch me here. What we think about ourselves, what we feel are all so very important. Listen, the devil puts fear right in there. Instead of having good emotional health, fear becomes a part of all of our emotions if we're not careful. And, and, and there's some things that can happen when fear is the uh, driving force in our lives. There's a... There are negative emotions that are caused by fear. Now, th listen, this is, this, is, this is so important for you to get in your spirit. And if any of these things are starting to crop up in your spirit, then you need to understand that fear is an unnecessary evil in your life and you need to get it driven out by the power of the Holy Ghost. You need to trust God in every circumstance in your life. Now listen... These are some of the things that happen if fear is the driving emotion in our lives. It causes greed to arise. What do you mean, Bishop? Watch. Fear that I don't have enough and I'm afraid I won't have enough. And it brings rejection. The idea of rejection. Fear of not being accepted. They won't like me. Can I just stop right there and tell you? If God be for us, who can be against us? I know we, we, we like to be loved. We like for folks to like us. But I'm going to tell you, if everybody in the world turns against you... If your family turns their back on you, if God be for you, it doesn't matter who is against you. And, and, and then guilt comes. Why? 
feeling the feeling of fear that I might be found out. Somebody might discover my weakness. And then a, a, a lack of confidence. That's fear of failure or fear that I may not measure up or I may not be accepted. I'm talking about when our lives are driven by fear. It affects our emotional man. And then anger. I'm afraid I won't get my way. Jealousy. Here's a big one. Fear of losing control. Someone may get what I have or what I deserve. Indecision. Fear of making wrong decisions. Well, if fear is the driving factor in your life, I can promise you, you'll make the wrong decision. Hear me right now. There is no fear in the will of God. There is no fear in doing what pleases God. If fear, if you're feeling like, well, I don't know if that's the right thing or not, that's probably not the right thing because there's not any fear in the will of God. If your emotions are being driven by fear, then you're going to make wrong choices. What do I do, Bishop? I'm going to tell you what you do. You get in the presence of the Lord and let the Spirit, you are, I told you, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You let the Spirit of God inhabit your temple and the Spirit of the Lord will lead you to make right decisions. All of those emotions are expressed by fear in our life. But God, the Bible said, hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Everybody say this with me. Fear comes from the devil. Now watch this. What are some of the causes of fear? You're not going to like this. Learned attitudes. Things we learn as we grow up. Imagination. It's like a shadow fear. Our, our imagination is one of God's greatest gifts. But our imagination runs wild when fear is controlling our emotion. We're worried about what people are saying about us, what people think about us. We're worried about taking the next step because we might make a mistake. We're worried about somebody getting over on us. Somebody hear me right now. I'm trying to help you. Fear is an unnecessary evil in your life. You need to get rid of it. It's driving you in a wrong direction. You know, one of the things as I was reading 
I were focused 52 chapter and I, I started at the top and read to the bottom was God was the whole whole uh, whole chapter was trying to reassure the people of God you don't have to worry about the enemies in your life I've already got them taken care of I've already gone before you quit Quit living in fear of what the enemy's going to do to you. I want everybody to hear your bishop right now. The enemy cannot do anything to you that you will not allow him to do. Sin. Sin causes fear. If sin was just a pleasure, in other words, I, I do this and that and I don't have to be accountable, it would have ended in death. But if you realize it, sin causes fear in man. You know, a, a very simple example is a liar always has to tell another lie to cover the lie that he told before. I'm talking about when, 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 when you lie, you live in fear and you're looking over your shoulder. And then ignorance. Doubt, if I can say it that way. If you live your life doubting God, you have reasons to be afraid. If you doubt your relationship, you end up in fear. And then there's poor self-image. They don't like me. We, we, we get to the place where we fear to have a relationship with someone. Rejection. One of the worst causes of fear is rejection. If you are rejected, it means your confidence, your feeling of unworthiness. You feel like you don't belong. Fear causes us to set higher standards than we're able to reach. Can, can, I, just, can I just tell you that God knows exactly what you're capable of. And when God begins to speak with you and deal with you and draw you and give you direction, you don't have to worry or fear failure. Because when God calls you, He will condition you and give you everything you need to carry out that calling. But if the devil can some way get your twisted thinking to believe that somehow that, that I, I've got this standard that God has set this standard in my life 
And God wants me to get there. I want to tell you, God will not set a standard in your life that you cannot reach. Everybody all right? Here's some of the consequences of fear. Everybody say fear and unnecessary evil. The consequences of fear divide your mind. If you are fearful of something, it divides your mind. You fear that your husband is going to leave, you're going to fail. You can't concentrate well on something. You stifle your ability to think and to act. It divides your mind. Listen, set your mind on things above. God's not going to let your marriage go in the tank if you'll stay focused and fear Him and not the circumstances around you. Fear causes indecision. It undermines our confidence. Fear results in panic. I'm going to take a little, just a little aside, because I don't want to get hung up here. But how many of you seen just... Over Halloween, how many, anybody see the article or uh, uh, the news reporting about the haunted house down in Tennessee that the guy was offering $20,000 for anybody that could make it through that haunted house? You had to, you had to fill out a 40-page release. You had to have a doctor's physical, sports physical. Before he would allow you to go into that thing. And as far as I know right now, not one person made it through. Because it was so mind-blowing that by the time they got somewhere in the middle of it all, that it overwhelmed their human thinking, their human uh, mindset that they call, there, there were folks calling on cell phones. Somebody come and get me out of here. Now, I just want to ask you something. Why would you want to submit your mind to things that would destroy your thinking like that? But far greater than that is why would you want to submit your mind to things that would disrupt the flow of the Spirit of God leading and guiding and directing your life and taking you away from hell and pointing you toward heaven. We live in a twisted world. Panic. Panic. What am I going to do now? You see, when you switch fear to faith, when things you that that come you come up against and your back is against the wall 
Faith says, I don't know how, but it's going to be okay. But fear says, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Right? It affects our spiritual growth. Blocks our spiritual growth. It hinders our destiny in God. It affects our Physical health. Listen to me right here. Fear causes heart disease, hypertension, digestive issues, skin issues, ulcers, stress. It lowers our immune system. Fear is an unnecessary evil in your life. How do I deal with it? It's real simple, but it's very vital. This works, definitely. Acknowledge its presence. Identify its cause. Where did it come from? Why am I, I afraid? It is from someone or what have I done? If you can identify your fear, you can handle it. If you can't identify it, you'll never be able to handle it. And the third thing that you most definitely need, certainly not in those, that order, but prayer. Watch this. Look at Psalm 34 and 4. It said, I sought the Lord and He answered me and He delivered me from all my fears. If there is fear that exists in your life tonight, I've got your answer. Just go to the Lord in prayer and He will deliver you from all your fears. If you need help, find a prayer partner. James 5 and 16. I I want you to look at it. James 5 and 16 said, Pray for each other. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer... Of a righteous man availeth much. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I got an answer to your your fear tonight. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Number four, have faith. In God. Jesus told Jairus, don't be afraid. Just believe. Number five, change your focus. Take your eyes off the problem and yourself and look at Jesus. 
Look, Psalms 56 and 3, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Hebrews 13 and 6, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me. As long as your focus is on fear, it's not going to get smaller. The longer I focus on it, the bigger part of my life it consumes. The more it influences me. So what do I do? I need to change my focus. I need to put my focus on God. How? How? Turn your focus to the most powerful weapon in the time of fear. What is that, Bishop? It's the Word of God. Look, Isaiah 41 and 10. Here it is. We've been reading it all week. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Verse 11. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee, they're going down. Verse 12. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them. God said, you're going to look for them. They're not going to be anywhere to be found because I'm going to wipe them out. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. I want to help somebody here tonight. You need to put your anchor in the Word of God. You need to put your anchor in the Bible. I'm telling you, when the world is against us, God is with us. When our friends are against us, God is with us. When those that we've trusted turn against us, God is with us. When those that we've given our love to turn against us, God is with us. When those that we've given ourselves to turn against us, God is with us. Listen to me. Whatever you face in life, God said, you're in my hands. I'm the God of this universe. And I'll hold you. And I'll lift you. And I'll strengthen you. And nothing will outmaneuver the Almighty God. Oh, but Bishop, I feel like I'm so out of kelter and I'm so far away if you stay in the hand of God no weapon formed against you shall prosper right. 
you have a reason to let go of your fear. When God said, do not fear. But, but you don't know, Bishop. You, you don't know. I don't know, but God does. Is there anything about you that God doesn't know? Let me ask you this question. Is there anybody here that thinks God can't handle it? Wait, wait now before you answer. Why did it cross your mind today? I'm not so sure that I'm doing the right thing. Why did it cross your mind today that I don't understand why I'm living for God trying to do the very best that I can and I'm still going through what I'm going through. You better be glad you're living for God and you're in His hand because you'd never survive it if you were going through it without Him. I wish you'd clap your hands to the Lord and praise Him. I want to ask you a question tonight. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? There may be something in your life tonight that you can't change. But I want to tell you, do not fear. He said, I'm going to uphold you with my righteous right hand. He did not say, I'm going to remove you. That means when the storm blows, you have an anchor that absolutely is not going to move because the anchor is the Almighty God. You mark it down and say on this day, I'm going to stop being afraid because the Almighty God has got me in His right hand. Stand with me. I began to as, as I was in the prayer room praying, I began to ask God what we needed to take care of the fear in this church. And God said, tell my people all they need is faith. Because faith is the flame that eliminates fear. I want this church to realize that God is going to take us to some places that heretofore we've only spoken of. But it is going to be our faith. Now watch me here. I'm going to say something that's going to be sound a little bit of counterproductive to everything I've just said. But I want you to listen to the whole statement, okay? 
The presence of fear does not mean that you have no faith. Fear visits everyone. But make your fear a visitor and not a resident. Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. God, we love you tonight. God, I pray that you'd help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, God, to walk, God, in faith, believing that you have us in your righteous right hand and no enemy shall prevail against us and your will shall be accomplished in and through us. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it be done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and thank Him tonight. Praise you, God. We praise you. God bless you tonight. Fear is an unnecessary evil in your life. Shake hands and be friendly. We'll see you in prayer meeting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.